War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. Hey, hello, how's everyone tonight? Welcome to Let's Talk Video Games. My name is Walter Nunez, and I'm the host on this show. I have to apologize, first of all, for last week's episode. It was uh, lacking. <laughs> um, I was ready to record the episode, but I had some um, unexpected issues at school. I was going to move it to uh, Saturday morning, but I couldn't make it work. So I decided to move everything from that from that week to um, this week. I couldn't do it on Friday because there was so much noise uh, going on all throughout the day and uh, yesterday too. So I had to release it now. I recorded this uh, episode like at 1 a.m. So uh, yeah, it's going to... It's hard, but uh, that's the stuff you gotta do. So uh, anyway, uh, I apologize again. And um, let's just move on to what we're going to be talking about today. We'll be talking about um, Google Stadia, a developer uh, made a lot of controversy this week. He said um, that streamers should pay for a license uh, for them to stream. So not only pay for the game, but get a, a specific license and pay for that license, obviously. Which obviously also uh, created a lot of controversy. People got mad. Um, it was it was an interesting topic that we will uh, be discussing later on, and we'll also be merging the information from the last two weeks about Spider-Man Miles Morales, which um, is very close to release date. Uh, remember that release date for the game is 12th of November. So we're getting lots and lots of information in order to hype us for, for the game. Also, we uh, got to see a little bit more of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And we got a new Night City wire. This time uh, showcasing vehicles as the main stuff. But also a little bit of uh, styles that you will be able to... Um, own or, or get uh, to your character on uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So, without further ado, let's start with Miles Morales. So, um, there was a lot of things, but a lot of the stuff that we uh, got as information was not really important. It was just like, uh, yeah, I'll say unimportant information in order to hype people for the game. So I, I try to like compound everything that's important in order to, to say it here. So the first thing I think worth mentioning is that there are going to be three new skins added to um, the Spider-Man game. The first one is going to be the, the Amazing Spider-Man movie uh, costume, the one of Andrew Garfield, that I think I, I um, said on another episode of, of uh, the podcast. Uh, but here's the thing, uh, besides that one and two others that are, uh, still a mystery, um, those three skins are going to also be present on PlayStation 4, something that was kind of surprising because everyone thought, um, those skins were going to be, um, exclusive for 
the remaster that's going to be present on PlayStation 5. So that's a good thing if you still are, um, you know, playing or interested in playing with those skins on PlayStation 4, just you can go for it. There's there's not really a lot of uh, issues there. Um, also, you know, talking about skins, we will be getting two skins if you pre-order the game. The first one is the tracksuit, and again, another one that's not uh, yet presented. However, there are other two skins presented. Uh, one has like a hoodie um, on top. It looks like kind of, I'll say like a mechanic something. It's interesting. It looks nice. And my personal favorite uh, suit where you can have a cat as a companion. After a specific mission, you will be able to get a new suit that will allow you to have a cat that will aid you in some finishers. It may be like a small detail only, but it looks super cute because also the cat has like a little costume. So that's nice. Like the spider cat. That's cool. And uh, another thing that we know is uh, the duration of the Miles Morales game. Uh, well, first of all, um, it's important to say that on this game, you will be only able to play as uh, Miles. If you play the original Marvel Spider-Man, you may know or remember that you could play as um, Peter Parker, obviously, that's Spider-Man, but you had some missions, some special missions, where you could play as Mary Jane or um, uh, Miles, even when he wasn't like Spider-Man or anything. So um, people were, you know, kind of uh, expecting to play maybe as Peter, or, I don't know, one of Miles' friends or something, but no. Insomniac said that you will be only be, you will only be able to play as Miles uh, during the game. And, uh, again, the duration of the game is going to be 15 hours, um, you know, of the main storyline. If you do everything, every single uh, quest, you will be getting around 20 hours. Now, this may sound like a um, small game, and uh, I, I wouldn't call it like a long one. Probably is in the range of the medium duration games um, on the lower part, but still. Uh, but I, I really don't mind. I prefer to play a 15-hour game that throughout the 15 hours is um, splendid. Instead of a game that's, I don't know, 50 or 60 hours long, but it was, like, artificially uh, made longer, you know? Like, get to point A that's on one side of the map, and you have to, like, uh, walk your way to point B on the other side of the map. So that's that's kind of a, where some developers... Uh, what some developers do in order to make their game artificially longer. Like, I don't know, I don't like that. And I think 15 hours is not that bad. It's a decent amount of uh, playtime, especially if you get the ultimate version of the game, which gets the remastered version of the of the uh, Spider-Man, the Marvel Spider-Man game, where you can, you know, just play it again. Um, we already knew, we always knew that My Miles Morales uh, was like a like a DLC expansion version, like a like an expansion, but a standalone expansion of the game. So, honestly, I don't know what people were uh, expecting. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it's, gonna be, it's going to be interesting. I hope the game is worth uh, 
the money for the, the those 15 or 20 hours it offers. And uh, the last thing uh, important that we have to talk about regarding this game is that there are going to be two performance options in the PlayStation 5 uh, uh, version. Obviously, we know that the PlayStation 5 is powerful and the developers are doing their best to, um, you know, get the best of that performance of the console. So, in this specific case, there are going to be two options. The first one is that you can play the game on 4K and 50 uh, sorry, and 60 frames per second. And the other option is playing the game on 4K and uh, with 30 frames per second. Now, why would you choose the second one? Well, because on the second one, you will get better text, better textures, you'll get better lightning. So you will use, um, you will see the game better. You will get less uh, uh, frames per second but you will get to see the uh, like higher quality of textures and the ray tracing is obviously going to be like the best you could get on the game and um i i'm still unsure on which option is the best i mean i like playing at 60 frames per second i play on a pc i am used to playing uh 60 or sometimes 80 and even 120 frames per second uh, but there's a considerable difference, you know, if, if there's a considerable difference in the textures on both uh, performance options, I'm happy to get the 30 frames per second one. I played the original Marvel Spider-Man on 30 frames per second and it was great. It just takes like, I don't know, maybe an hour uh, to get used to the frame rate, but it's it's okay. It's it's still an enjoyable game, so I'm, I am not close to any of those options. Uh, and I have a 4K TV, so um, yeah, there, I'm not lacking on that regard either. And I think that's pretty much it about uh, Miles Morales. And we should move to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which uh, finished development on October 16. Uh, it means it went gold, and they're pretty much uh, ready to, to launch the game. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of information uh, regarding some key features of the game, especially the settlements. And the settlement is like one of the I, I think is the most important feature of the whole game. When you get to London for the first time, you will need to find a place where your Vikings can rest and settle. And according to a level designer for Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, the settlement is the center core piece of the whole game. Um, uh, the settlement is called, I think it was Ravensthrope. And in there you will find, uh, since the very beginning of the game, a lot of stuff that's going to aid you in your missions. You will find, um, for example, at the very beginning, uh, maybe the blacksmith to, to upgrade your weapons. Um, your house, uh, like kind of a war table to uh, like coordinate your missions. And the thing is, this settlement will have levels. So you will be able to upgrade it um, even more each time. I think it's f six levels that the settlement has. And each level will get you more buildings and obviously more people that will get uh, like more services for you. However, there's also going to be an option where you can get people from the exterior when you're doing some uh, missions, you can like uh, recruit them for your settlement. 
And when they get there and they construct like their building, you will get special services and special missions. Which also gets me to my next point. Um, if you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey especially, you may remember that we're, there were like some uh, flirting options. And um, there are going to be a lot more in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That means that you will be able especially to flirt a lot with those people that you recruit from the outside and now they are in your settlement. Uh, again, if, if, uh, if you still don't know, you can be a man or a woman. You can um, get like tattoos specific, like custom tattoos. You can change a lot of stuff uh, of your character. It's going to be pretty customizable which uh, is kind of new in the Assassin's Creed series. Usually you have like one character and uh, yeah, you, you, you go with it. However, uh, things started to change on Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you first had the option of being a male or a female. My personal favorite was a female. Uh, so yeah, you, you, you can choose whatever you want. It's going to be uh, either way a very, very interesting game. And um, another thing that I like about this settlement thing is that you can finally have like a place, you know, like a place that you develop. I think it's a really nice thing in, in a lot of games where you can like, you're not only progressing in the story, but you also feel the progress, um, let's say, uh, in something kind of uh, material uh, within the game. You can see your uh, settlement in this case growing, getting more people, getting more stuff. Um, there was some stuff, for example, in in, um, in other Assassin's Creed games where you could uh, upgrade your house and up, um, buy stuff for it. But I think this is going to be like the ultimate uh, case for this. I think uh, the most... Uh, cl the closer one to to what this settlement is going to be is probably on Assassin's Creed 4, on Black Flag, where you ha could customize pretty much everything on your boat. However, it's a boat, so you have like limited uh, amount of uh, customization options. On the settlement, you have a lot, a lot more. So that's going to be pretty, pretty nice. And also, uh, regarding Assassin's Creed Valhalla, we have... Um, like the two expansions. We know pretty much that every single Ubisoft game is going to have uh, DLCs, paid DLCs, and a season pass. This season pass will have, uh, again, two big expansions for the game. The first one is called Wrath of the Druids and will be arriving on Spring 2021. The story will develop in Ireland and we will have to hunt down some cultists. Following the rules of, you know, the, the new rules uh, of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, there are going to be a lot of supernatural elements in this expansion. And the second expansion is called The Siege of Paris, which will clearly take place in France and will add a lot of uh, more gameplay uh, stuff to the game. One of the missions is going to be focused on the Legend of Beowulf. And, well... All of this content, again, is going to be available uh, if you pay for the season pass. Ubisoft promised a lot of free new content for all owners of the main game. So if you do not want to get anything else or pay for anything else besides Assassin's Creed Valhalla as it is, 
you will still get a lot of more content. We just have to wait and see what uh, what that content is going to be. Uh, remember that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be available for uh, all platforms except for PlayStation 5 on November 10. And on November 12th is going to be available for PlayStation 5. Well, let's let's now move on to the vehicles on Cyberpunk 2077. Um, we saw a new Night City Wire last week, and this time it was focused on vehicles. We got to see um, five classes. We got to see the Economy, the Executive, Heavy Duty, Sport, and Hypercars classes. The Economy cars are the cheapest, clearly. Uh, they pretty much exist to serve the purpose of getting you from point A to point B. And that's it. Don't expect any luxury or anything fancy or even in performance. They just get you there. They are the most basic cars in the game. The Executive class is all about looks. These cars are the ones you would probably drive your boss on, or if you are a CEO, you probably drive one of those. Um, they are not like supercars or anything, but probably they're probably like classy Mercedes. Um, the heavy duty glass is a lot on the utility side. They are great uh, for brute raw power. Sport glass is pretty self-explanatory. Sport cars are not that expensive. Uh, well. They kind of are, but they look cool anyway. They are, you know, great for tuning. The hypercars are the equivalent of supercars in GTA V. They are the cars that are uh, the most expensive, luxurious, and fast. If you are looking for something to spend a ton of money on, a hypercar is probably a smart choice. For all people interested in racing in Cyberpunk 2077, I'm happy to say there will be several races both inside and outside Night City. The type of car you choose will be key when racing in a specific setting. Now we also saw, as I said before, styles uh, of the game. There are four main visual styles in Cyberpunk 2077. There's the Kitsch, Entropism, Neo-Militarism and Neo-Kitsch. Kitsch is uh, focused on looks. They want to look good and, uh, you know, having uh, utility is not a priority at all. Entropism was born after a war. They are the complete opposite of Kitsch. Um, they are focusing on getting the job done, not caring how it may look. Neo-militarism is quite classy and not at all ostentatious. It is seen uh, in the upper-class zones of Night City. They're like, um, they're like entropism, but, you know, uh, for the higher or upper classes of, of the city. Um, Neo Kitsch is really something interesting because we know Kitsch is like, um, uh, how do you say, like, it's a style that was developed for the lower classes. However, um, as it happens also in real life, the upper classes, celebrities especially, are taking that uh, style and making making it their own. And they make, uh, instead of looking, of, of making kitsch like a cheap thing, they are making it like a celebrity thing now. So they're super, super expensive. Kind of like what streetwear is right now in real life. So uh, that I, I actually like that one a lot because it, it reflects a lot what, ha what is happening now uh, in our world too. 
Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty much what we saw on this uh, Night City Wire 4. Uh, but the release date is just getting closer and closer. It is just a bit less than a month until we get to explore Night City, and I'm very, very excited for it. Remember that it will not be available for uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and Series S. Uh, however, there will be a free upgrade for the game. So you will have to buy the game for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, but you'll get uh, the upgrade whenever you play it on your new generation of consoles. And that takes me to the main thing um, this, this day, which is the controversy regarding this Google Stadia developer. Alex Hutchinson is a developer uh, for a company that was bought by Google Stadia. And he's, he's honestly, he's not very, uh, you know, known in the industry, but he did make some interesting remarks on Thursday. He said, and I quote, Streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they are streaming games that they didn't pay for as well. It is all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is that streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. So uh, what he means, you know, in a nutshell, is that streamers are using video games in a wrongful way. Streamers are taking advantage of the people's work and make a profit out of it. And it kind of is true. It is true, partly, but, but the topic is not that easy. Um, so let's start with what Alex is saying. Um, I agree that streamers are partly making money out of a game developed by other people that, um, you know, that they didn't get a license for you to play the game. However, um, that's not what a streamer uh, only, how would I say this, uh, offers to, to the people that are watching his or her stream. If you watch a streamer, um, just ask yourself a question. Why do you watch, for instance, Ninja, and you do not watch your neighbor? Maybe you do, but, you know, an example. The thing is, um, streamers create a community, and they, they offer a lot more than what they play. It doesn't matter if they play Fortnite, if they play Among Us, if they play um, Halo or League of Legends or Overwatch. Good streamers usually play a lot of games. So if you are not there because you're an Overwatch fan, why are you watching his stream? Why do you subscribe to his um, streaming channel? The, 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 the answer is that they offer a lot more again. They, they have this um, personality. They create a community around their stream that make you want to support it. It's not the game per se. You obviously want to see the, a game, you know, him playing a game, but maybe his reactions, uh, if you know, maybe Corpse Husband, uh, his voice is really appealing to you. I don't know. There, there are a lot of reasons why you may feel connected to a certain streamer and not to another one. That's why um, you do not, you, you do care 
and uh, you know which streamer you're watching. Yeah, uh, if if everything was the same, for, because you you know everyone's playing Among Us, uh, nobody would like have a really peak of success. You know, if uh, Ninja uh, didn't have anything to offer more than him playing the game, he wouldn't uh, have this crazy uh, peak of success uh, when playing Fortnite. So I think it's all related to it. It revolves around the idea of playing a game. But the core part is not the game per se, it's the person. So, um, I, I don't think it's fair to say that streamers are taking the whole advantage of, uh, of the development companies and publishers because of that. And also, because uh, technically, you, uh, you are using the game in a wrongful way. Yes, you shouldn't be streaming the game. Usually, yeah, there are some uh, companies that uh, in the last few years have added to their terms of uh, service or, you know, to the conditions or whatever, uh, clauses regarding this. So uh, Bethesda, for instance, has one. They, they allow people to stream the game. So there's no uh, really um, uh, problem there. Even Nintendo, which tends to be quite hard on, on these types of things. Uh, allows it uh, as long as you have any commentary on the streaming of the game. So, why are companies doing this if they are, according to Alex, um, being taken advantage of? Well, it's obvious, because if you have a community like Ninjas uh, or any other uh, streamer you, you like, I don't care, um, and you play a game as that streamer, with a community of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands, it is very, very likely that the people watching that stream are going to be interested in the game, you know, if the game is, like, any good at all. So, um, it's helpful. It's helpful for the companies to have streamers that created organically this community where everyone feels connected to the streamer and they see a streamer playing a game and enjoying a game, it is obvious that they will think, hey, maybe that game is fun for me too. It looks like fun, you know? It looks good. I may want to buy this game. So a lot of companies even uh, uh, have their whole marketing uh, money used into uh, streamers and influencers because of that. Because they have created this organic community that... People, uh, they know that the, the community will follow, uh, or, or maybe I wouldn't say follow as it is, but uh, they take more into consideration the opinion of their favorite streamer, their favorite uh, influencer, or whatever they you, you want. Um, they they have a they take it more into account than plain marketing in uh, some web pages, you know, or in the streets or as a banner or anything you know if, if they are seeing the game and they are seeing their favorite uh, uh um public figure enjoying that game they they don't feel as uh they don't feel that like they're being uh sold something because most of the time they are not so they, they like the game and they like, you know, I'll buy, I buy it. I, I'll, I'll spend $60 or $70 on that game. It looks nice. 
Here's the thing, though, with also with video games. Video games are not experienced as easy as a book or as a movie or as music. Why is that? Because uh, at least most books, you know, because uh, music and movies and most books are, uh, let's say, linear. They have absolutely no um, experience on them, you know. If you listen to the music in your phone, if you listen to the music on your PC, if you listen to the music of anything, you know, or the song or whatever, on a stream, you enjoy it the same way. If you watch a movie on uh, the cinema, if you watch a movie on your house, you're watching the same content. You are getting the same experience. Obviously, it depends on the cinema or whatever, but you, you, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? The thing with video games is that if you watch someone play it, it doesn't mean that you will have the same experience as playing it yourself. Why is that? Well, it's obvious. It's because the game has interactivity. That's the main thing about video games. Video games are meant to be uh, interacted with. So if you are not interacted actively interacting, uh, interacting with it, you are not getting the full experience. So if I watch someone play Fortnite, it doesn't make me a Fortnite expert. It doesn't make me good at Fortnite. Why is that? Even if I, I don't know, if I saw like 3,000 hours of Fortnite streams of the very best, the very best players, when I get my hands on the keyboard and mouse or the controller, I have to understand the controls. And it's not as easy. Even story-driven games, it's not the same when you are... If you play The Last of Us, it's not the same when you are doing it than, than, someone, than seeing someone do it. And again, that's why a lot of companies, development companies, most of them, if not all of them, and, uh, like they don't mind having streamers stream their games because they know that... Uh, at the end of the day, uh, people are not experiencing the whole game and probably they will probably want to buy the game and experience it themselves. So, um, is Alex uh, wrong? Yes, I, I think he is. I think he's missing uh, the big picture here. And I... Don't know why, but I I have to say it probably is because he's working at a company, you know, Google Stadia, that is pretty much uh, the streaming of video games. It's gaming on the cloud, but gaming on the cloud is you stream a game from their servers to your PC. So I understand his mentality. I understand that he is saying, you know... If you stream something, uh, you have to pay for it because he's working on a streaming platform. But that's not the case for everything. And he's closing himself to this idea of if you stream something that it's uh, not yours, you are wrong. And while, again, technically it is, companies and streamers are getting benefited from it. Um uh, you, the, the more you play games, the more community you create, the more money you make as a streamer. But uh, if you have a, a big community and you play a game, the exposure of that game is bigger. So development companies are getting 
uh, their PS2. So it's a win-win situation. And having uh, developers like um, Alex on on streaming platforms as developers, it's worrisome. It is. It, it's it's hard. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be uh, like that. He shouldn't be. Uh, these uh, mad at streamers. I understand that uh, seeing someone play a game and being a millionaire is uh, it may get you angry, and especially if you if they didn't develop the game. But that's just the way it works right now. You know, it's social media. It's um, you know uh, globalization. I can watch the stream of someone from Sweden, even if I'm in, uh, you know, uh, North America or America. So it doesn't matter. And uh, that's 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 the main thing about the, um, this era. Uh, we have to get used to it instead of, you know, having this mentality of pay for everything, pay for everything, pay for everything. Because there's there's going to be a moment where people are not going to allow it. We had some examples in the video game industry where some development companies and publishers try to test the limits of what people are going to accept. And most of the time, if not all the time, those things have backfired. Uh, if they do this, if, if for some reason some development company or publisher decides that this idea by Alex, uh, by Alex Hutchinson is a good one, I am certain that they are going to have a lot of backlash. So, uh, and they are not getting anything good out of it. So, uh, a lot of streamers are big ones. I mean, uh, okay, no, let me rephrase that. Most of the streamers are not big. Most streamers are paying for the games themselves from their money and they are not getting enough money for uh, from streaming uh to to you know have all of these games constantly they are uh investing on their own stream so if you have this license this uh uh what i said like business license offered to them in order for them to stream most of the streamers are not going to pay for it because they can't they have uh no money for that uh and they will go to the ones that are free so all of these games that will get this business license for streaming are not going to have a lot of, of exposure, even if they are good games. So just, just think about Among Us. Among Us is a game two year old. And because some streamers started playing it, it, it is a big, big thing now. And Innersloth, the developers, are very happy about it. I don't see them getting angry, why are you streaming my game without rights? No, they obviously love the idea of having, after two years, their game in the main as a main face of Twitch a lot of times. So, it's a good thing, again, it's a good thing. But, you know, after my rant, I think that's, <laughs> that is everything for tonight. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and remember to check out the website, um, where you can find uh, some blog posts of stuff that quite didn't make the, the, the cut for an episode, or, you know, just my thoughts, my quick thoughts about something. You can find the podcasts, uh, social media, all of the episodes you can uh, listen to there. Um, you can find everything about it there. So um, it's letstalkvg.com. 
And I will see you on uh, the next episode, which is going to be, I swear it's going to be on Friday, Friday, uh, Friday uh, October 30. And until then, stay safe. Cheers.